Welcome to Rama for Today. You can think of the worst person in this city, the meanest, the low down, mean person, vile. And yet Jesus died for them and salvation belongs to them just as much as it does you. Now it won't do them any good unless they accept it, but it belongs to them. He doesn't have to die again if they come to be saved. Jesus doesn't have to die again. He doesn't have to shed his blood again. He's already done that, hasn't he? It belongs to him. Well, if it belongs to him, why don't it just automatically fall on him? Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the believer's authority. More next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. You may open your Bibles again to the book of Ephesians, for we're using really the whole book. Take time to read all these six chapters of Ephesians. We're not taking that time just here, just particularly to read the prayers of Paul in the first chapter and the third chapter. But there are two key phrases in scriptures that we looked at this morning that I want us to notice. Notice the expression, first of all, in Ephesians 1.20, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenlies. And then in Ephesians 2, 6, and has raised us up together. Let's read those two verses together. And has set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And hath raised us up together. Now in the mind of Christ, the mind of God, we might say, we were raised when Christ was raised. When Christ sat down, we sat down too. That's where we are now. The act of sitting indicates that for the time being, at least certain aspects of his work is in abeyance. But now, we are sitting with him with all of the authority given unto him. And that authority belongs to us. We exercise the authority that was given to him because it belongs to us through him. We help him by carrying out his work upon the earth. Not only have we been made to sit, but also notice where we are sitting. Notice that. The 21st verse says, we are sitting far above all principalities and power and might and dominion. Now remember the text that we noticed a time or two this morning? Ephesians 6.12 where it said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickednesses, our wicked spirits in high places. Not only is Christ seated at the right hand of the Father, far above all these powers, 
but we are there too. For he said, he hath made us sit together. Hallelujah. That's where we are right now. Glory. The word of God tells us that we are to overcome the devil in our daily combat because, you see, that Jesus has already overcome him for us and we have his authority. But now if you don't exercise that authority, even though Jesus overcame the devil for you, if you don't exercise that authority, the enemy in everyday combat will overcome you because you don't take advantage of what belongs to you. You see, it doesn't just work automatically. I don't know why some people seem to think the spiritual things just work automatically. If Jesus did anything, it'll just sort of automatically fall on you. But did you ever stop to think about it that when it comes to salvation, in other words, the new birth, the remission of sin, did you ever stop to think about it that Jesus didn't just die for you? That he died for the worst wretch that's walking the streets in this city today? And that salvation belongs to them just as much as it does you? You can think of the worst person in this city, the meanest, the low down, mean person, vile. And yet Jesus died for them and salvation belongs to them just as much as it does you. Now it won't do them any good unless they accept it, but it belongs to them. He doesn't have to die again if they come to be saved. Jesus doesn't have to die again. He doesn't have to shed his blood again. He's already done that, hasn't he? It belongs to them. Well, if it belongs to them, why don't it just automatically fall on them? Well, God has a way. That's the reason he said, go into all the world and preach to God. Go tell them the good news. It belongs to them. Now, by the same token, after you were born again, become a child of God, what God has provided for you, what God has purchased for you won't just automatically fall on you. You'll have to find out from the Word. That's read one reason he put teachers in the church to teach. So we can find out what belongs to us and take advantage of what belongs to us. And if we never know it, even though it's ours, it won't do us any good. And if we do know it and we don't act upon it, it still will not become real to us and it still won't do us any good. So I'll tell you what let's do. Let's just simply rise up, praise God, and act on God's word for ourselves. Take advantage of what belongs to us. Our trouble... And I don't mean this disrespectful, but it's absolutely the truth. Our trouble is that we haven't found out our position in Christ. Our trouble is we've heard too much cross religion instead of resurrection religion preached. Sure, Jesus went to the cross, but he's not still there. Thank God he arose and the Bible said we were raised up together with him. Are you listening to me? Amen. Now, I remember way back in, in 1952, here's something that if you'll listen carefully now, you'll find the answer to a lot of your problems. And it's amazing to me how many people with questions, if they just listen, they already had the answer, but then they'll come to you with the question. If they just listen, they'd already have it. So listen carefully, because you'll not only find the answer to a lot of things, but you'll find the answer to things that may show up in the future, and you'll know then. I remember way back in 1952, I was holding a meeting. I didn't live in Oklahoma then. I do now. But uh, I was holding a meeting there in the state of Oklahoma. 
December 1952, just a couple of weeks of Bible teaching. Teaching in the morning time, teaching at the night time. And uh, one night after the meeting was over, I was visiting with the pastor in his home. We were sitting at the table in the kitchen just having a sandwich. And uh, as the pastor and I prayed together about 11 o'clock before we retired, suddenly the, the Lord appeared to me in a vision. Now, I was kneeling here on the floor in the kitchen and it looked like he was standing about where the ceiling was. And I'll not go into the detail about all the vision because it lasted about an hour and a half, but right on the end of that, right on the tail end of that, there was something happened that is uh, enlightening and I want you to get this. As Jesus was talking to me because he began his conversation by saying, I'm going to teach you concerning the devil, demons, and demon possession. Because he said, from this night forward, what is known in my word as discerning of spirits will operate in your life when you're in the spirit. Read a lot of people get in trouble all the time. They try to operate things when they're not in the spirit and it won't work. Now, right on the end of that, Jesus was talking to me about the operation of demons and evil spirits and how to deal with them and so on. When suddenly there was a demon or an evil spirit that ran up between me and Jesus. Now, actually, it looked like a little elf or a little monkey-like. And when he ran up there between Jesus and me, if you could imagine, I'm kneeling here on the floor and it looked like Jesus standing about where the ceiling is. I couldn't see the ceiling. The ceiling disappeared. But about that high above me, Jesus was standing. And, and this little uh, demon ran up there between the two of us. You see, up seemed to be right up here in the air between the two of us and just put out something like a dark cloud or a smoke screen. And I couldn't see Jesus anymore. And then he began to jump up and down, throw his hands out that way and kick his legs out like that and holler in a real shrill voice and just pierced your ears. Yakety yak yak yak. Yakety yak yak. Yakety yak. Just shrill like a whistle almost. Well, I couldn't see Jesus anymore. I couldn't hear what he said. Now I heard the sound of his voice. Now listen carefully. Don't get your mind on the vision. That's where a lot of people miss it. Get your mind on what was said. Get the meaning of it. They get carried away with some of the technicalities of it that don't amount to anything instead of getting what God's trying to get over to you. Are you listening to me now? When suddenly there was a demon or an evil spirit that ran up between me and Jesus. Now actually it looked like a little elf or a little monkey-like. And when he ran up there between Jesus and me, if you could imagine, I'm kneeling here on the floor and it looked like Jesus standing about where the ceiling is. I couldn't see the ceiling. The ceiling disappeared. But about that high above me, Jesus was standing. And, and this little uh, demon ran up there between the two of us. You see, up seemed to be right up here in the air between the two of us and just put out something like a dark cloud or a smoke screen. And I couldn't see Jesus anymore. And then he began to jump up and down, throw his hands out that way and kick his legs out like that and holler in a real shrill voice and just pierced your ears. Yakety yak yak yak. Yakety yak yak. Yakety yak. Just shrill like a whistle almost. Well, I couldn't see Jesus anymore. I couldn't hear what he said. I heard the sound of his voice. Now listen carefully. Don't get your mind on the vision. That's where a lot of people miss it. Get your mind on what was said. Get the meaning of it. 
Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Pastor Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first in this month's offer is the three-CD set from Kenneth Hagen entitled Love, Faith's Firm Foundation. Also in this month's offer, the classic book from Kenneth E. Hagen entitled How to Turn Your Faith Loose and the single CD by Kenneth E. Hagen entitled Christ the Deliverer, all for the special radio price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. If oh, you're yes. in this area, you need oh, to Oh, uh, yeah, if you're in the area. Or I anywhere mean, close to the right, area. Right, they're driving in from Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, yes. uh, come, uh, all, all over. That's all, right. I mean, they, we, we've, we've been told that people come from Oklahoma City and other cities just to see, see these lights. So That's right. They, they are gorgeous. They are something else to see. In fact, we at one time, we were advertised on one of the one of the uh, channels uh, on the national television as one of the premier lights uh, displays yes, in in right. America. That's right. So I don't know whether that's still so or not, but it was a few years ago. That's right. Well, tomorrow Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on the believer's authority. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.